Thanksgiving, Steve. It's pretty decent. Pretty decent, yeah. I could pretty say the decent. Same. We're we're into it here. I, you know, already got the Christmas tree up. Uh, it's it's now. Um, you know, we're we're this is our last mini sode of November. We're getting into December. I actually went out. Like I said, I bought a Christmas tree. Uh, and and the guy asked me when I bought it. He said, "You gonna put this up yourself?" I said. No, nah, I'm just thinking about putting it in the living room. Uh-huh. <laughs> and cools, I don't know. <laughs> to a very merry mini soda of Halloween is forever. I'm Brian. I'm Steve. <laughs> the setup could have been better. It wasn't a bad joke. I think I botched the setup. The idea is like he thought I, I thought that he meant, are you going to put it up your asshole? A and shrimp fried this rice? <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly a shrimp fry this rice it was that type of gag and i just i botched the delivery it's early in the morning here i'm just getting my second cup of coffee up and running but uh we are here uh on this most sacred of 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 days um the lord's day sunday uh we're recording this day, day before it comes out early in the morning which is a little bit unusual for us we're a little out of sorts guys but that's all right because the movie we're going to talk about is very out of sorts it fucking blows you guys i'm just gonna (laughs) spoil it we are about to talk about a movie called the killing tree from 20 and 22 but we got a couple other things we got to do before that um like i said a little bit abnormal episode here steve are you you drinking on something i i mean i got a beverage it's there's no booze in it but I got shit to do, so no, I have milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got a nice place. <laughs> That's very festive. And also, for some reason, you guys can't see, Steve's got, like, the platonic ideal of a glass of milk. It's just, like, a tall, narrow glass that, like, a child would leave on the table for Santa Claus with cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just drinking a tall glass of milk. How how festive. I am uh, a little bit more on the nose with my festive. I've got my this is my Hallmark Christmas movie watching mug mug. Um, <laughs> and I am drinking a nice big cup of coffee and I've got some of that peppermint mocha in there. So I'm really, Ooh, yeah. really digging into the festive series season. I've got Uncle Buck on in the background here. I don't know why. I just decided to throw that on. It's Christmassy. There's snow. Yeah. Yeah. It's fairly Christmassy. Speaking of peppermint mocha, mm-hmm. if, if we're going to talk, if we want to do a little bevy talk, you know, outside of just yeah, yeah. milk and coffee, <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's, they got, they got, that brought back Frosty. the, yeah, they, they got the peppermint frosty, right? But now they're okay. also doing the cold brew with the peppermint. Oh, okay. I'm going to die. I'm going to lose a foot this season because yeah, of that. It's, it's so good. It's so good. I'm going to lose a foot. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hey, you don't need both of them. Here's no. what I here's here's what I was thinking. I haven't tried it yet. You know I'm gonna though. Uh, love me some Wendy's. Uh, but the pumpkin spice frosty was yeah. fucking undrinkable. It was horrible. it was awful. Yeah, it tasted like a candle. Like it was all the worst part. Like it tasted. It was for me to throw away a frosty and not even 
have more than three or four spoonfuls of it, you know it's got to be bad. And it was fucking undrinkable. And I'm a frosty in the fr- I like to dick dip dip the frost i like to dick that frosty down you know i like to put my dip my fries in the frosty i'm one of those people um but i couldn't even do that with the pump pumpkin spice it was fucking atrocious so i'm glad to hear that the peppermint mocha is is on point because yeah um oh for two that would have that would have put a dent in my faith in wendy's and i can't have that no no i know it it, would have upset me too but yeah Mm because i had the i had the cold brew version of that uh, pumpkins frosty and it was just the most undrinkable piece of shit I've ever had I was so upset it was bizarrely bad it was bizarrely bad uh, I didn't have the culprit but I had the frosty and Jesus Christ all right that's frosty corner guys oh yeah uh, that's your Wendy's go. big bag break <laughs> Wendy's big bag. not a sponsor could be I happily happily <laughs> talk about Wendy's I use it myself I'm not only uh advertiser I'm a user I'm a client of Wendy's um but we got a couple other things we got to do here at the top of the show first of all if you're new to the podcast thanks for joining us weird time of year to join us but great we appreciate it we're gonna talk about some spooky ooky holiday horror type of stuff throughout the month of December not exclusively but then we do tend to focus on that a little bit we got some some tasty festive, mm, decadent, yummy, peppery content, pepperminty content, perhaps uh, every Monday on the internets for you to enjoy. And if you want to see some stuff on the social medias where we talk about upcoming episodes and just dumb little spooky shit on uh, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and, and, and all that t- type of stuff, follow us on the social medias, you know, where I just type in Halloween's forever. You're going to find us wherever the hell we are. Also, haven't mentioned in a while, but if you want to send us an email with some sort of suggestion or uh, perhaps you're Wendy's, you are Wendy herself, or perhaps Dave Thomas back from the grave want to offer us some sweet deal, go oh, yeah. over there and shoot us an email. It's a Halloween is forever pod at gmail.com. Um, also, haven't mentioned in a little while. If you feel so inclined and you want to uh, rate us, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you want to scroll down the bottom, give us a little five star review and then you write a little thing that says like, hey, I like this here podcast. You can do that. Um, and then if you want to shoot us a DM or an email, tell us you did. I'll send you some fucking stickies in the mail. If you want some sticky stocking stuffers, I'll send them to you in the mail along with uh, who knows some other kind of spooky junk as well. Uh, we always appreciate that. Before we get into our secret Satan wheel situation, uh, first of all, let me explain to you, for those of you new to the show, first Monday of every month, we do something special we call a showdown episode where me and Steven, a guest, uh, each end up with a movie that we have to argue uh, is the superior movie associated with a particular topic. Maybe it's a subgenre, maybe it's a performer, whatever, uh, but we end up with one normally because we pick it. In December, we do something a little different called Secret Satan, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but uh, if you have suggestions for any of you know those topics and you want to put them on our big old spinny wheel repository of topics, please send them our way through any of those various avenues that I just talked about a second ago. Now, this is a little different. In December, we do something called Secret Satan, and the rules change every every uh, every damn year. And that's that's pretty uh on par with what you expect from a from a satan he is he's a trickster right he if you if you you offer up your soul in exchange for a thing you know he's gonna pull a little pull a little but he's he's gonna bamboozle you right and that's what we like to do in december and get a little tricky with you 
this December, what we're doing is we are allowing some of our listeners to suggest movies that we are going to defend. And the, the only direction is they just kind of have to be holiday movies, you know, winter holiday movies. So we got a couple of suggestions. We got a couple of tricky suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got a bunch of other stuff we kind of sifted through and put into a, a smaller version of our typical spinny wheel. But there are some caveats here. These movies could be good. These movies could be hot trash. Uh, we have to take into consideration a couple of requests from our, patri- our, our, our patrons over on Patreon. By the way, if you want to wield that type of power uh, on our spinny wheel, if you want to be uh, a patron uh, of Halloween is Forever, go to patreon.com forward slash Halloween is Forever. And you can get some fun stuff. You give us paper monies every month. Get some some sweet and spicy, tasty, sticky sweet recos. Uh, Steve will do some fun write ups over there. You get access to our Discord. You could be watching us record this here live, which we oftentimes do. Uh, now this is early Sunday morning, so this is a very abnormal hour uh, for us to be recording. However, um, if you do want to watch us live record uh, in the Discord in our Discord server, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we usually do a little chats and answer questions live and comments and stuff like that from our patrons. That's always fun. You go over there and you subscribe. There's two tiers, but here's what you got to do. You got to do that $5 tier because that's where we get uh, our, our Patreon uh, exclusive podcast. Steve, you want to want to tell them what that hot, uh, messy shit is all about? Yeah, on the $5 tier, that's where you get the Discord access, but you also get Family is Forever. The monthly Fast and the Furious podcast where Brian is forced to watch every single one of the Fast and the Furious. Furious. Furiosas. Furii. Furii. And then you say, and then you say, what does that have to do with horror movies, guys? Uh, Everything and nothing, because they are not horror movies, but the whole process has been horrifying to me in a real life sense, uh, because there it is uh, affecting my life in the negative. It's falling apart both professionally and and in my private life. Um, It is horrifying. If you want to get the whole lowdown, dirty deal, go on over there and check it out. I hate these movies so much. They're fucking horrible. Um, But they are kind of fun to talk about. We are on the we just did we just recorded fast five so if you're listening to this fast five episode is out so you've got five episodes you could go back and listen to and they're each like two or three hours long so if you are (laughs) looking for some content if you're looking for some sweet salty tent uh here in uh the month of december as you're cruising towards the end of uh, uh the month or the end of your life in my case because this is gonna ultimately end up in my demise i'm sure um you've got tons of it over there for five dollars a month on the patron on the patreon you can you can get that um like i said you can also make our lives worse in a series of other ways including uh suggestions for our secret satan showdown in december um so here was was the we got a bunch of movies like i said some good some bad all holiday themed that are on the wheel steve there is a caveat around one particular one that we haven't talked about that is a, a kind of a, a top tier pick, right? Is that accurate? Yes. And the way it went is we put it out to our patrons and Dan, who's a loyal listener and he's often in the discord and everything. He said that he wanted Black Christmas 1974 done. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then we said, sure, that's great. And he said mm-hmm. his caveat, though, is 
anybody can do it but Brian because of Brian and his Halloween <laughs> puppy obsession. Yeah, listen, it's not a first of all, Dan. Fuck you. Second of all, it's not even a puppy movie, so I don't care. I don't want it. It's not even a puppy. Um, it's not even a puppy movie. Um, all right. So Dan's taking shots, shots across the bow here. So either Steve or our, our surprise guest, which we will, uh, we will, uh, unleash on the showdown episode. You have to tune in to learn who our surprise guest is. That's going to be going up on the secret state. It's a secret, right? Secret Satan, December. So you're going to have a secret surprise guest that's going to join us, uh, on that first Monday in December, which is a week from the day this comes out, December the 4th. And, but we are going to determine what movie that guest is going to be talking about today. They don't know yet. We don't know yet. We know that either Steve or the guest is going to end up with Black Christmas 74, and then the other two of us are going to end up with something potentially good, potentially god-awful. So, Steve, uh, t- take it away with the spinny-ass wheel. Let's let's figure out what our secret Satan fate is here. Yeah. So we're going to spin for Brian first, and then we'll add Great. in Black Christmas 74. Great, 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 great. If I get the Black Christmas remake from like, what is that, 2019 or some shit, 2016, I forget. Well, there's one from 2019 and there's one from 2006, so. 2006, both of them are trash. I'm going to lay in traffic, but that probably is what's going to happen. Well, you got neither. Oh, okay. Yes. You got Await Further Instructions from 2018. Await Further I'm writing this down. Instructions 2018. I don't know this movie. So it's I believe I've seen it before. I think I have. Okay. But it's, it also uh, edges on the it edges on the sci fi, I believe. OK, it's kind of a weird. Yeah, it's kind of a weird, small uh, internal film. If it's the one I'm okay. thinking of, if it's the one I've I'm seen thinking this, of. I've, I've seen this cover scrolling mm-hmm. through the the tubies and whatnot right yeah. um await further instructions follows a family being forced into an obedient experiment by an unearthly entity a family's surname of milgram is a reference to the infamous infamous milgram obedience experiment while their home is located on stanford street is a reference to the stanford prison experiment what does this have to do with uh, the holidays i'm you're gonna re- need to get that explanation you're not reading the right part of the IMDb. You're reading the trivia. No, the storyline. It's Christmas Day. Oh, I am reading the very first thing that came up in Wikipedia. I thought that was a, usually when you click it up, IMDb comes up first, but Wikipedia right. came up first. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm dumb. Um, all right. Here it is. <laughs> I was like, what is, why is it just explaining the title? And, okay. <laughs> a family's Christmas takes a strange turn when they awake to find themselves trapped inside and begin trapped inside what and begin receiving their serious instructions through the television okay all right we'll check it out guys i know nothing about it um no, none of the performers are really tickling me uh this is a suicide mission guys i can tell already uh but here we are i will be talking about await further instructions from 2018 looks interesting i'll give it a try um gotta be better than a 
then kill the killing tree or a killing tree, the killing tree, whatever we're going to. Oh, yeah, it's for sure today. better than the killing tree. It, I don't I haven't right. seen it. it it's got to be better than the killing tree. So, yeah. All right. So All right, what's next? I've taken that off the wheel. So now we're going to spin for me. I've added Black mm-hmm. Christmas 1974. Mm-hmm. So it's a possibility that I still get boomed with something bad. If I don't get yeah. 74, then oof. OK, guess defaults. Uh, Okay, so the guest will default to Black Christmas 1974. Okay, what a gift! What a we're so generous. Yeah, so so we're it's so Christmassy. Our our special guest gets Black Christmas 1974, and I mm-hmm. have drawn <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two, 1987. <laughs> Ah, I love it. I love it. Uh, This is just a classic. Um, What is it? 87? Yeah, 87. Yeah, part two. This is from 87. This is a gar. This is garbage day, guys. Garbage day. (laughs) We are here. Uh, I'm excited about this, even despite the fact that there's no way I'm going to win. Unless our guest just botches Black Christmas 74. There's a real layup happening here. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know what? It is the season for giving. So we're giving our guest a layup. Um, but, uh, I'm excited talking about a movie I've never seen before, but Silent Night, Deadly Night set 87 or Silent Deadly Night 2 is, uh, is one of the most bizarre movies ever made. Really? (laughs) If you've never seen Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, not even amongst Christmas horror, just horror movies in general, it is a bizarre film. Uh, if you've not seen it, uh, I'm excited to talk about that and I'm excited that I don't have to defend it. This is really a best case scenario for your boy here. Like we said, it's the season of giving and our guests just got given a lot. (laughs) Yeah, they did. They did. Our guests got given uh, Black Christmas 74, which is a which is a classic classic of the of a holiday horror as well as the slasher genre. Um, Steve's going to talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, which is a pile of shit, but a really fun bonkers pile of shit. And then I've got a wild card here in await further instructions from 2018. So get ready to uh, to come on over and uh, and Snuggle up, grab some eggnog, right? Grab a grab a grab a little a candy cane to stir it with. Sit down by the fire and unwrap a big old turd log here as we talk about a couple of movies that are one is trash, one's probably trash, and then one good movie. Um, <laughs> in uh, it ain't that how it always goes. In uh, <laughs> I would say in the one, wonderful month of December, one is infamous bonkers, just nonsense. Yeah, well, yours is probably just mid, and then you yeah, know, and then one classic. <laughs> yeah, we'll say we'll say we'll give it the benefit of the doubt and say mine is probably mid, but it could also be hot trash. We will yeah. see. I don't yeah. know anything about it simply because this movie we're going to talk about now is trash. Like yeah. it is up yes, and down is- trash. <laughs> trash of the highest order um i'm kind of excited to talk about parts of it but uh mm-hmm. overall there were giant stretches of that were horribly boring here's what i'll do at the top of the show we've already spoiled it and saying that it's absolute trash but here's what i would say if you're thinking about watching the killing tree from 20 uh 2022 don't <laughs> and then go watch uh the uh, 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 Jack, Frost. Jack Frost. Just go watch yep. Jack Frost because yep. this is a shit version of of Jack Frost from what 1990? 19 what uh, 97 in it or no that's way 97, too late 90s no it's 97 oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah no it, I remember having this exact conversation because I remember going how was this made in 97 
Oh, but yeah, it was. Yeah. It was made in 97. Yeah, it's, no, it's 97 because the Michael Keaton Jack Frost is 98. So yes. this one can't. Yeah, yeah. Are the one we really like come out before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And and we've got Shannon Elizabeth. You've got a Scott McDonald in there. You've got you've just got Christopher Allport. You've got just a, a, a great cast of, 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 you know, unsung or highly sung, perhaps in some instances, horror performance. We're not talking about Jack Frost, but. This is just a, a way shittier version of Jack Frost, but instead yeah. of, um, uh, uh, you know, an anthropomorphic murderous snowman, it's an anthropomorphic murderous Christmas tree guys. Um, this uh, director, I just found this randomly scrolling through Tubi, and I was like, "Killer Christmas tree." That sounds fun. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Steve, have you seen it? No. Okay, let's do it. We're looking for something kind of lighthearted, silly Christmas horror to kick off the, the 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 holiday season here. I did not realize until I started watching it. This is the guy. This uh, I think it's Reese Frake Waterfield. What a British name! Jesus Indeed. Christ. His name might as well be like. Like, like Crumpet Sutherford the Fourth or something. He's born in Essex, England. So this is this is a British production. But he is the guy who um, did uh, the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, the Winnie the Pooh horror remake thing, Mm -hmm. um, which got uh, a lot of buzz when the trailers came out. I had not seen it, but ultimately I heard that it was unwatchable trash. Which is like, how can you take a Winnie the Pooh horror movie? I mean, I know how, but like when you see that and the trailer made it look kind of fun and then apparently it was just awful. It's it's empty is what it is. Uh, like it yeah. like it, I, don't, I, I can't explain how devoid of like fun and interest that movie is. It's mm-hmm. just it's like a total it's a time vacuum is what it really is. Like yeah. you watch it and you go like. Yeah. It's doing horror movie things, but like, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, it was unanimously from what I saw unanimously panned. And I remember, like I said, it got a lot of buzz mm-hmm. when the trailer came out. because You're like, how bonkers is this? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. Uh, surprisingly, it's getting a sequel next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's uh, he is the uh, the producer on that. Uh, he's got some visual effects. uh credits yeah uh as far as director he is going to direct as well the the upcoming winnie the pooh movie the winnie the pooh blood and honey 2 um he directed the first one he directed a thing earlier this year called sky monster fire nato the killing tree um and then a short um back in 2014 then nothing until 2022 and all of his acting credits are literally in the last you know two years yeah uh there was a movie called the area 51 incident that actually didn't get terrible uh reviews on imdb and then the killing tree fire nato winnie the pooh blood and honey and sky monster all are are, are pretty pretty well panned i would say but that's not to say they're not fun but this is the first one i've seen Directed by this gentleman um, and not off to a good start. This movie, I'll say, I did not recognize any of the cast. They're all um, painfully British. Can I say that? Yeah. Um, Like they probably 
I, I just looking really briefly at some of you know where the the cast worked here. They are all basically British, low budget, straight to TV or VOD type of productions is what they're mostly doing. Yeah, so that's kind of what I can tell. Yeah, the first thing this movie starts out with is like my biggest red flag, and that's yeah. the uncorked media logo. I don't I don't know how I, many of these movies you've seen, but like uncorked media is they're they're somehow worse than like when you see the full moon features or the uh, mm-hmm. like the Roger Corman New World Media. Like yeah. when, when you see those logos, there's a certain charm you kind of expect. Mm-hmm. Uncorked media, their movies are generally charmless. They're yeah. like, uh. I don't think I've seen anything. I mean, I, I I feel like I've heard of uncorked media. I don't know that I've ever watched anything or knowingly watched anything. I feel like these are the types of movies I would put on in the background because the title intrigued me. But then I don't actually watch because they're very boring and mm-hmm. they just end up being on in the background. Um, Charmless is a great way to describe it. They're just like in the way that Jack Frost uh, was made with love and practice and given a lot more attention uh and and effort than it deserved probably than the premise deserved right this feels like it was made to support a coke habit you know what i mean like it's 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 not uh no one cares about the production um and they're just let's make a movie we have this amount of time to make that movie and then i hope that it ends up being a movie yeah, it's a, it's some sort of like quick paycheck and then tax dodge, and then Uncork Media is just a distributor. They'll just put yeah. They'll they'll just buy up the rights to anything to increase their catalog to put things out, and then I don't know. They get a kickback from Tubi every time somebody stumbles on one of these films. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like it, there is this is this is the the modern equivalent of the you know straight to VHS, straight to DVD you know, a thing that we saw in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, where they're just trying to sell. I mean, this movie's got awful and they're just selling it with a decent cover that you're going to hit when you scroll through Tubi. And it does. It's it's actually kind of cool. There's like a skull thing, you know, on the Christmas tree and Mm -hmm. the killing tree. It's a great, concise title that tells you right away what's going to happen. The killing tree. The original title, by the way, was demonic christmas tree which is even more on the you know on the nose uh they they called it chris just the killing tree which either one gets the point across but right if it was called demonic christmas tree i probably would have chuckled when i went past it but not watched it but the killing tree for whatever reason very strategically titled it sounds like somebody maybe cares a little bit more it's a, it sounds like it's a it's a reverse parody even though this is a Christmas movie, it's a reverse parody of the book, The Giving Tree. Oh, yeah, that too. Sure. So that's that's yeah. probably no. why the name got changed, because it's like, oh, that has just like that little twinge of recognition of like mm-hmm. you're even saying just now you didn't notice it. I noticed it. I was like, yeah, yeah, The Killing Tree. That sounds funny. Like The Giving Tree, but n- yeah. with death. Yeah. No, 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 no. They duped me because it's a piece of shit. Um but yeah, so this is a situation very much like, but instead of toxic waste, uh, 
Um, it's it's dev, it's the de- it's a demon seance situation or demon ceremony situation that puts the the soul and uh, consciousness of a killer into an inanimate object. Uh, but instead, with Jack Frost, where it's Michael Myers uh, type murderer, you know, unkillable, uh, you know, um, uh, unstoppable killing machine. This is more of a, I would say, a Hellraiser, even a Nightmare on Elm Street type of killer. He's not as charismatic as Freddy, but he does say bitch a lot. So that's kind of yeah. what where I <laughs> I think that's where the connections to Freddy end. Um, anyway, I, it, yeah. I, this opening scene kind of got me like I was mm. they did a lot with the lighting. They did some mm-hmm. fun camera moves with the camera twisting yeah. down the hallway. I was like, wait, is Uncork Media like putting out OK movies sometimes? Yeah. And then it. And then they get to the seance part and it's like, oh, why is there a fucking Star of David on the ground? Did they not do yeah. any sort of research at all? This like Mm-mm. nobody no, recognized. Sir. Yeah, this is it's not even <laughs> it's not even the hexagram that Alistair Crowley used for his fucking sex magic. It's just a straight up Star yeah. of David. And they're like, yep, that looks evil, yeah. right? And it's like, did you guys yeah. fuck this up somehow? <laughs> Yeah, they did. They sure did. Um, and I wrote the same thing. I was like, the production value in these like early sequence, I was like, is actually better than expected. I mean, the scene drags, but the production value early on is better than expected. And I'm like, oh, this might be kind of fun. But all all that goes out the window pretty quickly. Um, just to set up who we have here, there's this murderous like they they come across this like they're this ultra religious couple. Mm-hmm. Um, who is basically almost have like a Sam from trick or treat complex where like people, but around Christmas and people aren't celebrating Christmas the right way. So we're going to kill people who aren't celebrating Christmas the right way. That's kind of what the vibe you get. Um, but ultimately it's, they're like re- super religious, but then ultimately, uh, it's just a revenge thing. So like their motivation doesn't matter at all. Uh, and, and never really comes into play either besides the revenge element of it um but you've got clayton and morgan they're the crazy murderous couple um and they had gone you come to learn they had gone on like a killing spree where they were going to try to kill like 12 families which never really comes to fruition either um on christmas eve or around christmas perhaps um and uh because these people all have demonstrated some sort of i don't know uh, they they don't respect Christmas or they demonstrate character traits that are opposed to their beliefs revolve, revolving around Christmas. It's so convoluted it, and it's never explained properly. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. And like it mm-hmm. would be interesting if you wrote it as like they were doing the old like pagan black mass of like yeah that would be cool yeah if they're if they were following like the original intention of christmas which was like you know pagan black mass or you know even something druidic since we're over in the the crooked teeth aisles you know like if we're yeah if we're, if we're, <laughs> or or just like because we're talking about christmas trees and like christmas trees you know have their origins you know far from what i understand and i might be wrong here but like far predating you know christianity right like yeah. this was yeah Chris, christmas trees go way back so you could have tied it to the history of you know yeah pagan or druidic cults or something worshiping 
nature. Yeah, I, I figured I thought like Christmas trees were tied back to like Scandinavian in origin. But I don't. I, I could be wrong about that. But I mean, like Scandinavians have their whole like Yule feast. You could have tied it to right. that. They could have been like Viking killers in some way. But no, mm-hmm. what you get is an old lady and a guy who looks like Getty Lee dressed up as Ozzy oh Osbourne. <laughs> it's the fucking said, craziest thing. I said Getty Lee dressed up and has the posture of Gene Simmons. Yeah, but yes, we 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 both wrote down the almost the exact same thing. It's. <laughs> That's funny, but not surprising because it is. It looks like he's going as Getty Lee for Halloween. That's yeah. how Getty Lee he yeah. is. Like the glasses, the hair. It's Getty Lee, yeah, or dressed as a more decrepit <laughs> rock star. Yeah, it's just like yeah. if Getty Lee, like Getty Lee, going to a Halloween party in a hurry, and then he had to yeah. dress as Aleister Crowley. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he just threw on like a couple yeah. black things and, a, and put some more necklaces or, on or he's like hunchbacked or he's kind of like he's like the guy he's like riffraff from uh uh rocky horror you yeah know what yeah you yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's just it's fucking bad it's bad um but ultimately what we learn is that uh because of this killing spree they did he he was ultimately put to death this this girl faith um, ended up helping him to get caught, although we never find out how. And he had murdered, among other people, Faith's parents. Faith ended up getting him like prosecuted, and then he was um, he was uh, killed by the state. So he was executed by the state. Um, and now he, uh, his wife Morgan, is giving a whole satanic ritual situation in order to resurrect him, uh, so they can. Uh, you know, have their revenge on the people that um, just, I guess, fought back against their their murdering, um, which, right. again, is one of those questionable, questionable motives here. Um, I guess that's where the Nightmare in Elm Street kind of tie comes in, because now he's just yeah, get, he's that, just getting revenge for being stopped from being a killer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is more Freddy like by the second here, actually. Um, but Cockney Freddy, right. uh, which we'll get to in a little bit. It, uh, uh, unfollowable cockney freddy we get a tree pov pretty quickly here um and i'm like hey i'm kind of excited early on honestly Mm -hmm. i'm like you get a tree looking in the mirror and seeing that he's a tree and going what the fuck and then just kills his wife but (laughs) does it but then immediately is remorseful but then still blames other people for her death when he is the one who physically kills her with his branches um and she just bleeds out on the carpet and he's like i'm mad (laughs) that's it it's a mad christmas tree um and and like i said there is a specific girl that was the one who put him in jail or then and ultimately you know caused him to be caught and executed and he's blaming her for the death of his wife who he literally just physically killed five seconds ago you know so i'm like oh it's it's literally just a guy in a i i hesitate to say christmas tree costume it's just a person wrapped in a fake Christmas tree with lights and some garland. It's yeah. Like it's not so much a tree as it is like a tall topiary, a bush, a bush, bush. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bush with Christmas lights and some garland on it. Um, and we see this is the, the whole, the best part of this movie, the whole joke, not, it's not a joke. 
it, it's it's there it's played earnestly although there is a, quite a bit of like tongue-in-cheek type of stuff here but um the joke from a viewer's perspective that you that i enjoyed is you see this just a fucking bush that you oftentimes do see shuffling feet underneath it <laughs> like at one point you get a very clear view of a boot just yeah. a boot a man a man's boot <laughs> and then hands human hands sometimes come out of this yes and there is one instance where you see just a black glove <laughs> up out of the tree and a human hand tying something something around someone's neck so that's very corny and dumb but i i like the cons, like the conceit that there's a person in that yeah and and like that was fun but then most of the kills you actually get are a giant monstrous playstation 2 style cgi christmas monster um that is anywhere between 8 and 30 feet tall <laughs> conservatively i mean it's at least two stories tall at one point for no reason yeah, at, at all. one point it's like 50 feet tall for yeah. no reason yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's as and, big as and, the house and, that they're hiding in and it's like what the fuck pick a size <laughs> well and then the juxtaposition of going from that to person shuffling in a quote-unquote christmas bush costume yeah. and then back to 50 foot tall christmas monster and it's supposed to be the same thing which is really funny yeah um that's that's the best part honestly of the movie it's, um like you, yeah I, I i'm just i'm just so confused as to whether or not they did this because the the director is also the visual effects supervisor yeah so like I, but it's which, also his co-cat. It's his co-cabit, though. Yeah. So I, I feel that like we're supporting here. <laughs> I assume he knows when he's making a 50 foot tree on his, <laughs> you know, like whatever Maya or ZBrush. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, it looks fucking awesome. And then he well, did he do that first and then get on <laughs> set and go, oh, whoops. <laughs> Well, here's the shameful part, like you said, is normally you can see in some of these movies where the, the director and the performers clearly don't know what like like a Halloween puppy. Yeah. Uh, A.K.A. Uh, a Halloween puppy adventure, a.k.a. a magic puppy from 2012. <laughs> Go check it out, guys, on YouTube um, like that. You could tell the director, the performers had no idea what the effects were going to be. Right. Like at one point that got that one kid clearly thought there were going to be like octopus arms or something and there weren't so it's just like you can't blame the performers or the director because like everything they were going to do later was just going to get shoehorned in in this instance the guy directing also is in charge of this stuff which makes right. it more shameful <laughs> yeah yeah it's and, and honestly this is the worst it's the worst part of the film because like early on in the film i think both you know, Brian and I were pretty excited at the prospect of a Jack Frost like killer and then all mm -hmm. the creative ways that he can kill people being a tree, just the way same way Jack Frost uses ice in creative ways to kill people. But they just mm -hmm. reduce everything down to these weird tree vines, which doesn't make any sense. And yeah, just, it's like they're tentacle they're tentacles. Yeah. It's a tentacle effect, but he makes it look like it is either branches or really they look more like vines. So I gotta assume it would be more like roots. Yeah. But it is uh yeah, it is tree root tentacles. 
Yeah, which which just sucks because like they they give up so many opportunities for other things to be creative, being a tree, and mm-hmm. being a Christmas tree yeah. specifically. <laughs> There could be a hundred things you do with the different types of ornaments, all that stuff. But yeah, they 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 literally at one point, the tree dispatches, I'm going to say about six people at once Mm -hmm. and they treat it. You could tell the direction was run out there and pretend you are shot. Right. <laughs> um, and they use the, the the vines as like they shoot out and, and, and just stick in people's chests. And then that's how those people all die. Um, but when I first saw the tree fleeing from the mansion, I was like, oh, shit. All right. This would be kind of fun. <laughs> but then it's not. It's not at all fun. And I mean, there might be like one other part that's kind of fun. But um, yeah, I didn't I didn't bank on I, I banked on bad CGI. I I banked on, you know, a killer Christmas tree in a costume, but I didn't bank on how painfully British this movie was going to be. Yeah. Like it's British mumble core to the point where like there are whole bits of dialogue where I had the I had the closed captions on. I had the subtitles on mm-hmm. and I still couldn't follow the conversation mm-hmm. because the sound design's bad. Yes. They're mumbling. And they're so cockney that I, I just can't follow any of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was wondering if like this was just me or not. But like, yeah, they're their manner of speaking sounds what I imagine to be very working class, but they're in mm-hmm. very lavish settings. Yes. There's this big posh mansion. It just reeks of a porn set again. I mean, not to go back to, uh, the Halloween puppy, AKA Halloween, Halloween puppy adventure, <laughs> AKA magic puppy, but it feels like they are, um, porn actors on a porn set. So like there is a weird juxtaposition of people being put in a lavish environment that don't know how to act there. That's what a porn that's what porn is. Right. That's what a porn set is like. These people were were like they were working at no no disrespect, but these people were like working at the gas station uh, five seconds ago. And now (laughs) you put them in this big mansion and they're like, act normal. And they're like, oi, where's it? Where's the toilet? Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to take I need to get a drink, you know, and they're just like, oh, wait, you don't belong in this setting. You're you're white trash. (laughs) I got to go hit the shit at you. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, no, act more posh. No, be um, cool. Be cool in the setting. It's like, oh, me and my lesbian girlfriend's going to go have a bakeout. Is we, is we. Yeah, they're all chimney sweeps. Um, but it's like, also, the one thing we say about, I, I did say about the story here is the way they write it and the way that it's 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 edited together. And it's not even edited together. It's, it's written this way. Yeah. Is... It feels like it's part of a sequel we didn't see the original movie of. Right. Like all the backstory and all this stuff they talk about. And so then they tell you about it and then they show you in a flashback. But they're so cryptic about the way they talk about it and the dialogue so unclear that you are like, did I miss something? Because I'm having trouble following it. And then they go back and show you with a flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you just, I guess you didn't have to do both. You could have done one or the other, I guess. But um, 
you do get a flashback to it was only last Christmas. So it's funny because this literally happened last year and they're already having a Christmas party the next year. So if your parents got murdered on Christmas, I feel like the next Christmas you wouldn't have a Christmas party. Maybe just wait one year at least. (laughs) But um, but. Clayton and Morgan kill Faith's parents and you you show them they just they just creep into the house. And like I said, imagine Getty Lee with the posture of riffraff from Rocky Horror Picture Show, just like tiptoeing in to a house with a big kitchen knife, the little tiny Getty Lee circle glasses, <laughs> like necklaces. Like I said, he's, he's kind of dressed as uh, a, a little bit like like Steve said, like Ozzy Osbourne. But then it's just. He's just tiptoeing in going, oi, I'm going to kill him, I is, I is. <laughs> and then his wife's just in tow behind him like, yeah, you go kill him. And then they just go in and kill the parents. Yeah. And it's like it's all pretty much off screen kills, stabbings and stuff. Um, And uh, oh, we didn't mention that the killer is like. He's like, I'm going to guess, I don't know, the 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 uh, Indian, perhaps, perhaps Pakistani. I'm not sure. Um, But he he. So he looks like uh, uh, an Indian and or, like I said, Pakistani or something, Getty Lee, um, but with a super Cockney accent. And uh, and like I said, his wife just kind of tagging along behind him, really playing no consequential role in any of the murders. Yeah, um, there's, a, there's a lot going on. And I imagine like it's because this actor, his name's Marcus Massey. And mm-hmm. I think he's worked on a number of these uh productions that like yeah it, it looks like he's done like work before with the reese yeah. waterfield and then yeah yeah so like he just kind of keeps coming back like he's in winnie winnie the pooh as well and he's in right. like a movie called snake hotel which was also produced by reese so yeah he's- i saw snake hotel and i'm gonna i would be lying to you if i wasn't slightly intrigued by snake hotel yeah i gotta assume it's just kind of a rip off of snakes on a plane but it's just a hotel ridden with snakes <laughs> i'm excited about it like i i might watch that um and that says a lot about me that i don't <laughs> care to admit also apparently he works in the sound department on a lot of as the boom operator on a lot of films not this one but he was <laughs> on sky monster as the sound recordist so there you go he he does a lot of double duty uh you know you you get the most out of what you get out of some people so yeah he tries his asshole uh uh uh, like he tries his like as hard as he possibly can he really is trying to deliver these lines um like i said it's not good it is again i hate to bring it up but it is when he's the tree the set, the the voiceover acting is reminiscent of a Halloween puppy, aka Great Halloween Puppy Adventure, <laughs> aka a Magic Puppy, because he he as like what's that guy's name, Eric? Uh, Eric Roberts. Uh, what's the guy from them? Eric Roberts, because he's just like mumbling a bunch of stuff over now with more effort than Eric Roberts did certainly, yeah. but it's just like I'm gonna kill you. I've been trying to kill you, and and then I am gonna eventually kill you. Like it's just saying that in. A bunch of different phrases. Yeah, I, um, I, as the tree is stalking. Yeah, I don't want to completely blame him on this because, like, he is delivering lines. What happens is, I think they realize that they had too much like dead sound, and so mm-hmm. what they did is they had they took multiple his multiple takes of saying the same thing, mm-hmm. 
and just mm-hmm. like he so it sounds like he's repeating himself over and over and it sounds bad and it sounds stupid but they're just trying yeah. to fill essentially dead air of the film yeah there's very little music in this as well mm-hmm. oddly enough there's just a lot of just silence and and yeah like if, if his there are whole sequences that if if his little like mumblings as a tree weren't laid over it it would just feel like just sound just silence and or very little ambient sound picked up in the background yeah, yeah. um but uh you get introduced to face friends there's louisa who is apparently like she's like kind of the best friend she's a sex worker which never comes isn't it that in that they make a big deal of talking about that but it's not of any type of consequence here she could have been anything it doesn't really make any difference um you get uh well we get a minute before we're introduced to the other ones but you just get this long sequence of like hey you're gonna have fun tonight um even though your parents got murdered at christmas last year like you need to get drunk and have fun and faith is reluctant that's all we learned here but that scene takes 10 minutes um the tree is lost which i like the tree Mm -hmm. just showed a tremendous amount of like I hesitate to use the phrase athleticism, swinging and jumping. It's very agile when it's a CGI tree, but when it's a live tree, it literally shuffles at like half a mile an hour. Yeah. Um, So we now get shuffling tree that's just on a a country lane and two people who basically say, uh, or no, at this point, it's trying to read a map. Right, right. (laughs) Tree is reading a map. Which and now I'm kind of excited, too, because I'm like, oh, this is going to be really, really silly. Yeah. Like we have a tree trying to read a map, but then it never comes back to the silliness. No, it doesn't. And that uh, <sighs> that's the thing. It's like I'm still all in at this point for like Jack Frost silliness because it's a tree reading a yeah. map. And then he's a p- approached by a town drunk who I just guess wanders through backyards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we get a quick flashback at this point to you know, again, Clayton and Morgan talking about why they kill people. It doesn't make any difference. There's no there's no reason for this scene. Um, but they're going to decide that they're going to kill 12 families, whatever. Um, the tree. This is where you see that the tree has the CGI tentacle roots because it dispatches of the drunk with the CGI tentacle roots. And you're like, oh, OK, we're going to do we're going to do CGI tentacle kills. That's lame. But all right. But I there wasn't even like a little uh you know root pun or anything no. like uh that'll root out your problems like anything like i really thought that was going to be the case they don't do any they are anti-fun this movie is anti-fun yeah is basically it like anytime there's an opportunity to have fun they don't whiff <laughs> um, they say no 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 let's be prim and proper <laughs> yeah like let's try to be serious again this is just reeks of like people who have no sense of humor at all um so the there's a couple attending a party they're an older couple who doesn't match the vibe of the party which are all like the worst people on a porn set it's just all super douches at this party Mm -hmm. except for this one elderly couple who apparently one you know the guy was face dad's fishing buddy and there's a great line here where it's uh faith was not at her own party she was just hanging out up in her room she comes downstairs and is like oh why are you guys leaving so early and they're like "Eh, it's getting late 
<laughs> just like, wait, is it early or is it late? I don't know. Yeah. It's literally these side lines right back to back. Um, and it doesn't matter. They leave, right? So you know, okay, they're going to go get killed outside somewhere. Um, you have this drunk girl arguing with her girlfriend um, and just like kind of gaslighting her. And it's like, I don't know. I The one girl is clearly a friend. The one girl is like her toxic girlfriend. It doesn't matter. Um, then there's this big gag. Like They try to make it a gag, but there's this big sequence where they're trying to get Faith to have fun and she, they're mad because she's not getting drunk. And they're, they said, you're going to have one glass. And she was like, I am having one glass. But then she pulls out a giant comically large wine glass and like brims it to the top. And it's literally that bit from from uh, like that Friday Night Light sketch that uh, who's the comedian? She had her own show for a while. I can't want to say Sarah Silverman. It's not Sarah Silverman. Anyway, like it's just a bit like a Comedy Central bit from like a show. And they just. But they don't really play it for laughs. It's really drawn out. And it's just like these people are so painfully unfunny that it just comes across like you're not really sure that they were even trying to be funny in the first place. Yeah, Um, it's like they saw they saw a joke, but this mm -hmm. sequence is so drawn out and the, the girl is so annoying about it. Because like yeah. they're 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 doing the same back and forth dialogue repeatedly, and I guess they're trying to show the entire room of like all the people in the room. To, yeah, but it takes so long to get to travel the room that now the joke is unfunny because we've seen the large glass all this time, and she's filling the glass mm-hmm. painfully long, and it's like. No, just quick cut this stuff together. Like, bop, bop, bop. Here's your big yeah. silly glass of wine. Get the drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, like, eh. yeah, it's it's Amy Schumer, by the way. I couldn't remember her name. Oh, okay. There's like a sequence. It's like a sketch from Amy Schumer's sketch show where she's playing like somebody from Friday Night Lights and they keep having like larger and larger wine glasses until they're comically large. Mm. And that's like it, it's that's bit. But again, like you said, it's these people don't have the they're not funny so they don't know why things are funny or how to make them right um but anyway we get another flashback uh you know basically she comes home and finds her parents dead that's all that happens we already knew they were killed we didn't need this no um you don't you don't need any of these flashbacks because like they set it up perfectly in the opening scene of like here's this killer clayton slater and he killed all these people, mm-hmm. and then this is the last victim that's still alive, and he's going to go get her. None of this other stuff matters because they never bring in like the 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 actual holiday traditions. They don't do so. It's just like padding. It's all padding, and it's unnecessary, and it's crazy editing mm-hmm. that just makes your brain go. Eh, I don't know what I'm watching. Yeah. Turn it off. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's so boring. It just makes it so boring to me. But there is a sequence now where there's this there's this redheaded uh, party goer and she's so bad at delivering lines, but she's she's like simultaneously doing too much and not enough like she's <laughs> doing too much body language but she's not saying the lines clearly or loudly. And, and of course, the sound design's bad. So we. I just found myself like what like having to rewind because I couldn't understand or hear anything she was saying, but it's all not of any consequence. It's just her and her boyfriend like gossiping about Faith's situation. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, that we get introduced to these two characters there. Um, <laughs> there's a scene where the, 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 the older couple who just left the party pull up and the tree is like, Oh, there's a car. And it's, st- it tries to stand still in the middle of the road but the tree can't stand still because it's a person balancing in the tree outfit yeah. with its legs like too close together. <laughs> and it's funny that that's all a tree should be able to do, but it can't stand right. still. Um, and it can also hear the conversation they're having inside the car somehow. Because um, it needs to, because the script but, said so. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also this is when you see the trees... Um, you know shoes <laughs> the right. tree is wearing shoes human shoes underneath which i was the car's which lights I was, are on I like, <laughs> yeah which i was like oh boy okay so I, i'm still holding out some hope at this point that something might be fun um and and then it it uh it kills the 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 husband with its tentacles which is lame but then it strangles the the wife with christmas lights so i'm like oh that's kind of yeah. a little bit fun yeah but then we f- we find that those are literally it's only two moves, actually three. It has three moves. Mm-hmm. It has just stab you in the chest with its with with the the tree tentacles. It has strangle you with Christmas lights, and it has one more finishing move, which it overuses, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but like I said, we get more of the the sex worker friend who's supposed to be the comic relief here, but um, sh- no one in this movie's ever been funny before in their whole life, so um. Uh, I got I got lost as to like who the fuck was who because basically all of the women with the exception of the brunette Becky, uh, mm-hmm. then there's our hero Faith who's in the Santa costume. Yeah, and Becky's the sex work. Becky's the sex worker friend. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the redhead girl who's Wish.com Emma Stone, and then <laughs> sure the the then everybody else is blonde, and I'm just like. Eh. Which one are you? Well, the 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 gay couple, they are both blonde. Yeah, and then one there's another mean, one. One of them's timid. Is there even? I didn't even re, I didn't even remember another one. Yeah, so, there's yeah, another that one. Makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> they just blend together. Um, there is one scene here which I made funny my on my own because it wasn't funny in the movie, but the tree gets into the car and drives away, which to immediately to me harkened back. I immediately thought. For God's sakes, he can't even drive. Well, he was doing very well last night. <laughs> Maybe someone around here gave him lessons. I immediately got Loomis. Like I just Loomis yeah. spoke up in my mind. And how that would have been such a perfect time for them to do a Halloween reference. But of course, no. not only is that a stretch, but they couldn't. They're, they're not capable of doing anything funny. Um, so and then here's another example of this is porn set funny, right? When somebody who's really dumb and not funny wants to be funny, you put on a silly hat. <laughs> that's, what, that's what unfunny people think is funny. It's like what a child thinks is funny. Right. Like if a child's upset, you take like a, a mug and put it in your head and go, ha ha, I have a mug on my head. And then the kid goes, because they're dumb little right. kids. That's also what these people do. So they're like, we need a funny scene. What would be funny? Oh, let's put one of the characters in a funny costume and they have one of them dress up as a Christmas cracker, which if you aren't British, you also won't know what a Christmas cracker is. Um, 
And I barely know what a Christmas cracker is, but I get it's like a little thing you pull apart and it makes noise. It's almost like a little noisemaker thing that might have a little present in it. Yep. That is an old British tradition. Yeah. There's a great um, uh, if you go back to is either last year or two years ago, we did that anthology film Death December that has a bunch of mm-hmm. little short films. The best short film in that package is uh, a Christmas cracker. And it's okay. I, I don't want to spoil anything about it. It's a short film. You can also just find it online. Uh, I think it's called mm-hmm. The Christmas Cracker. Look it up. It, it, it's a hilarious, fantastic short film. Like it's everything this film isn't. It's funny. It's short. It's well realized. <laughs> it's well written. It's gory. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. <laughs> that's I barely remember it, but that's probably subconsciously why I knew what a Christmas cracker was. Mm. Um, but I still had to Google it to confirm. Yeah, is yeah. it called is a Christmas cracker? Is that what the thing's called? Yep. Anyway, um, you get these like long walk scenes outside with various characters just explaining their relationships and backstories to each other, which we don't care about at all. And I'm just like, at this point, I'm starting to lose faith in the movie. And I'm going, why are we not having more killer Christmas tree? <laughs> like, go watch Jack Frost. And th- that would be much more uh exciting um you have this the old redheaded mumbler and her boyfriend are walking outside by the pool and they're talking about how cold it is but then they quickly strip down to bathing suits they had bathing suits on it's not underwear it's bathing suits and they're they have like a little mattress and they're gonna getting ready to fuck by the pool it's freezing clearly they were just talking about cold they were with clothes on but they strip down to bathing suits and decide they're gonna fuck beside the pool Mm mm-hmm um and but the tree lurks up on them this is maybe the only fun kill scene of the movie is Eh. (laughs) Eh, it's not that fun (laughs) yeah it's not that oh it could have been way better but like at for a second i was like ah okay whatever so they the 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 christmas lights are kind of creeping up which i liked okay now we got little creeping christmas lights coming up wraps around her leg she is like on top of him but apparently she doesn't notice and she jumps up and is like, who's there? And it's like, don't you have lights around your leg? We just saw that, but you didn't notice. Um, and then then they see the Christmas tree. Ah, this is scary. The boyfriend tries to run away. Well, hold on. And, hold on. Hold on. Because I, th- uh, I it's, yeah. it's really the reveal that's the best part of the scene is that uh, yeah. it, the tree It's it's back to this guy in the shrub costume and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of squatted down. <laughs> And then yeah, yeah, it yeah, stands yeah. up and the lights on it turn on, which that uh, yeah. like, I like that. It's funny, but because it's just it's like it does look like part of the background. And then he just stands up and the lights turn on. But you can still tell it's maybe a six and a half foot tree. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. And this was this would be the time where if you're there, you go, oh, this is funny. This is one of our friends doing a funny joke on us. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, my God, a Christmas tree run, you know? Yeah. But they immediately they immediately detect danger, whereas a human person would just go, oh, are you being a silly? You're dressing up as a Christmas tree. I mean, it clearly is just it is a human in a Christmas tree get up. Um, but the the boyfriend just runs and uh, uh, and then the tree Kevin McAllister's him by throwing some Christmas bulbs on the ground and he f- slips and falls on one of them. <laughs> um, and then. He gets dunked in the pool and he's like 
kind of like water torturing him, like dunking him in the pool and pulling him back up and just saying mean things and then picks him up with his tree tentacles because now we have CGI tree and CGI tree rips the boyfriend in half. Yeah. Uh, like at the waist. And I was like, oh, then nothing really that violent had happened up until that point, which was kind of funny. I, um, You know what this looked like? And I wonder if this hmm. was reused or something. I don't know. But it reminded me exactly of uh, Children of the Corn 2020 when that woman oh, yeah. gets whipped in, ripped in half. And I was like, is this just like a reused asset or something? Or did they like, I don't know. It felt so like familiar, but also, I don't know. Maybe they did do it on their own. Yeah, it did. It did feel like that. Um, but uh, then the the girlfriend gets killed in the pool house, essentially like off screen. You just see like blood splatter against the pool house window. And there's this extended thing of the of the girl in the pool house and the killer just going like, I'm going to get you. I got you trapped in a pool house. I'm going to get you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill you now. Um, and it could it could be a little bit more. F- it could have been a little bit more fun, um, but it's like i said it's still probably the best kill sequence of the movie and and they pretty much botched yeah it. It, it, it's because like whoever whoever wrote lines for mm-hmm. the tree actor they didn't give him any christmas puns really they didn't no. they didn't give him enough lines to make any to make anything make sense or have value and they just simply didn't give him enough because now you're at this scene and he's the tree is just rubbing up against this door going, come here, bitch. I got you now. I got you now. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to enjoy <laughs> you, bitch. bitch a yeah. lot. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, Jesus, already <laughs> before before we move away from this scene, even though it's bad, I just wanted mm-hmm. to point out the actress who's, you know, the wish.com Emma Stone. She mm-hmm. has done. 12 movies this year <laughs> including winnie the pooh blood and honey uh okay. sky monster which you know the other one we mentioned uh she also is in sure. mary had a little lamb which is a horror film of some sort and well they do a peter pan one too like it sounds like they're just grabbing old uh public domain stuff and making horror movies about it sure yeah because she's also in three blind yeah. mice could be th- Based off that, and then also Monster NATO. <laughs> Monster NATO is one of those ones where I know I'm I'm intrigued by the premise because I'm a sucker for it, but it's horrible. It's undoubtedly horrible. Mm-hmm. It's like Clown NATO, I'm right. sure. We were like, how can this not be good? And it just really, really isn't. <laughs> uh, um so, yeah, now there's this scene that makes no sense at all, and I would love to not talk about it, but I feel like we can't not talk about it. Um, you get... <laughs> so you have the girl dressed up as the Christmas cracker and Faith, and she's got something to tell her. I don't know that we ever find out what that thing is. We do not. But she's going... <laughs> Yeah, she's going to give her hints about what the secret that she's going to tell her is. And the way they're going to do this is by going out to the tennis courts. Faith is going to get blindfolded. The friend is going to hit tennis balls at her. And then for everyone she's able to hit blindfolded, 
she gets a hint of what the secret is. Yeah. And my question is, what? (laughs) It's the most convoluted padding bullshit I've ever seen pulled off in a film. Because like you said, or do we ever figure out what the secret? No, we don't know anything that happens ever, ever. It's purely to waste your fucking time. And I was, mm-hmm. I was so, this is where I was just automatically, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm out at this point. Yeah, like I said, my, I went from like optimistic to, eh, okay, to fuck off. I'm out in about five yeah. minutes. Like it all fell apart really fast. And, and this is, I get this because I've seen other movies that follow this kind of thing where it's like they spend all of their effort in the first 15 minutes of the movie and it's almost like they get um you know the algorithm or something regarding like the pay structure of these streaming movies they get some sort of additional benefit by if people watch it for more than like five or ten minutes Mm -hmm. um and but if they stop it in the first five minutes or ten minutes or whatever then it reflects poorly on them. Right. So like there's these movies where they're just literally like, if we can make this kind of entertaining for like 15 minutes, then we'll just shit in your mouth after that. And then either you're going to hang on because you're just, that's what you're going to do or you're going to fuck off. And at this point we don't care. Exactly. Cause, it, and it's almost yeah. like the way, like a lot of YouTube videos get structured as well. Cause like YouTube mm-hmm. videos, I think if they go past it's changed over the years, but it's like if you go past a certain point, then you can hit ad breaks. And if you hit the ad Mm -hmm. break, then the ad break comes on. So like at this point on, we watched it on Tubi, I assume. And, you know, yes. No, I bought the special edition DVD with commentary. I don't know. Well, it's also on Amazon Prime, so. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I watched it on Tubi. Yeah. I watched it on Tubi. So I did, I did have to watch the ads. Yeah, yeah so, so, you, so you do hit the ad breaks on Tubi. But like, yeah, that's the thing is like if you structure it to a point where like, hey, you get somebody to an ad break, then it's better for you. And, you know, maybe you mm-hmm. get an extra payout or something like that. So. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. a terribly cynical way of looking at filmmaking, but I I can only assume that's the way it happens because everything else in this film matters so fucking little and just isn't worth sitting around for. No, no, not at all. You've t- fifteen minutes in, and it's like pretty much the movie's over. Um, she takes the blindfold off of the stupid little game that makes no sense, and the tree has the friend. And she just goes, oh, no, please, and rips her in half with the exact same animation as they did to the to the other friend's boyfriend a minute ago. But the tree's 10 times bigger for some reason. <laughs> it, makes, it makes no sense, which we've talked about the inconsistency of the size and effectiveness of this tree. Um, Faith goes back into the party and just does a real bad job of explaining to, to the, the party full of, again, the sketchiest people on the porn set what had just happened. And they're just like, by by faith you're crazy but as they're all leaving together they're intercepted by the tree and killed you know so i i kind of i mean again this is really scraping the bottom of the barrel but i thought it was just going to be like hey we're all going to leave bye and now you have an empty house with just a few actors that you only have to pay and that actually have to have lines but they actually do a point they 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 do when they didn't have to they did kill off all the party goers which was like okay that's I mean, none of it's good. Um, they just 
again, they instructed them to go outside and then at a point scatter mm-hmm. and pretend you're being shot right. and the tree will just stab you. Um, but there is one where there's somebody in a car and the tree like stabs through the roof of the car and kills them. Uh, who cares? But but like it, it it was less than zero effort. It was like a one or a two. Yeah. Rather than a zero. Exactly. In effort. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody could have just left peacefully and then you would have had the three or four actors left. But yeah, they I guess they did attempt something, but it's just yeah, it's too little too late. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to give it credit. I'm just saying they did a, a one or two effort instead of zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so, OK, kudos. But um, here's maybe the line that I'm going to say that makes the entire movie worth it from a watch perspective, because it does only run like an hour and 10 minutes. So for what it's worth, it is short, which is good. Um, It should have been 20 minutes, you know, or 15 minutes. But instead, it is an hour and 10 minutes. But, you know, for a feature length film, it's about as short as you can get, which uh, I'll take. But the sentence is now the Christmas tree kills the power, which I love. (laughs) That's one of my favorite tropes is when something kills the power to the house. I love that trope. And especially if it's like an inanimate object or a doll or something where it's like, how would that thing kill the power? I like that trope. That's funny to me. So for a Christmas tree to kill the power is funny to me, Um, even though they probably are so unfunny that they didn't even understand why that's a little bit (laughs) funny. Because Um, he's also still lit up, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But he was lit up when he was walking down the street. Yeah. So it's yeah. Yeah. but Tina is the one who gets it next. Um, she, she was the, uh, the 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 mean girlfriend who was kind of gaslighting the other girl. Anyway, she runs outside and just gets basically dumb, stabbed with tentacles. Right? I, uh, she got decapitated. Fun- right? Oh, she did get decapitated, but it was like it was it it was a non. That makes it sound like it was more impactful than it was. The only fun thing about it is that you do get the quick like look of what the CGI model of her looks like before she's killed. And it looks like Gumby. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't look it doesn't even slightly resemble her. It looks like Gumby with a skin that was the color of her dress. Yeah. And then sh- and then tentacle to the head. Yeah. Basically. And, or, yeah. and it, it's a shame because like. This was a point where it looks like the it looks like it was supposed to be a spinning tentacle of some sort, like a ninja star almost. And I was like, why isn't this the star topper on the tree spinning through the air and then yeah. cutting her head off and then her head lands in the bird bath? And it's like, OK, that you almost had it. You almost had it. <laughs> yeah. You someone threw you a beach ball. You were holding a tennis racket and you whipped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. It, it, it's almost like imagine at the end of the tentacle, there's like four or five little spikes that are like kind of almost look like they could be spinning. Um, but yeah, they just again, they just they just completely whiff on it. Um, it's like the guy who was doing the effects was like looked at his calendar and was like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to have that done today. I've got three hours. Just crank it out, you know, as, as quick as what I can. What can I find that looks like this? <laughs> Cheap and dirty. Yeah. The friends are all pretty accepting of the killer tree monster. Like they're not actually that 
they're just like, ah, damn it, killer tree monster. All right, let's remain calm. <laughs> just, they're, they're, they're just treating it like it's a regular home invasion situation, but it's a killer tree monster. Um, one friend finds the tactical shotgun from Jurassic Park in the cupboard. Yeah. There's no explanation to why that's the case. <laughs> it would have been like, you could have had a line in there that's like, oh, she bought that after the killing of her parents or like oh that's from i don't know what well, anything but no it's like it's literally the 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 movie set shotgun yeah from jurassic park yeah. like pistol grip giant tactical <laughs> shotgun and she just finds it in the cupboard cool i feel like it's a really um, like british commentary on like like this is like a conservative british house where like they really really want to be american and have american guns but like they can't <laughs> buy ARs or anything so what they buy is the most tactical ass shotgun that they can have (laughs) yeah yeah perhaps yeah yeah this is the closest thing that you can legally buy to being um kind of like an American gun yeah (laughs) um so the tree just shuffles into the house she shoots it with the shotgun and the the tree goes I'm bulletproof too (laughs) which I did laugh at and then goes, come here, bitch. And then this is, again, there's more bitch. There's more Freddie, Freddie tree. And he hangs, uh, the, the friend that has the relationship problems that the girlfriend just got decapitated. He hangs her with Christmas lights and it's like, okay, you've done the Christmas light thing a couple of times. Now you've done the rip and half thing a couple of times now. Like the only thing that could have saved this a little bit is if you got some fun, creative kills with a Christmas tree. And now it's like, all hope of that actually happening is out the window now. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is my one of my favorite parts because this is where you see. Because there are other times where it, you are you are very much it is communicated that the branches on the tree are his arms. He's holding a knife at one point, <laughs> which is very funny because we've established that he has projectiles and spinning roots and like basically this like all-powerful monster powers but instead chooses to hold a like a kitchen knife and it's it's a funny scene it's a funny look but at this point when he's the tree is tying the the lights around the one friend's neck you actually see a black gloved human hand come out (laughs) and do it and they don't even try to hide it at all um, and, and he's getting more cockney as the music progresses, because at some point he's just is almost like a Brit slightly almost like that prim and proper type of British accent early in the movie. And then by this point, he's like, it calls her a, a little witless bean. Yeah, he calls her a <laughs> bean. It's, a, it's yeah. like, oh, wow, that's super deep. I don't even <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I have no idea what that means. It's it's just, um, it's not even just, like that. It, it, I mean, it just like it means girl. Like it's not like it, it, it's not like super oh, okay. derogatory, but it's just such yeah. deep slang that, you know, only yeah. British people are going to get it. Like you think. Yeah, you think she's he, she's getting called something terrible, but no. Yeah, well, he's spitting it out in this super Cockney accent. Like I said, he's just getting progressively more Cockney. I just thought it was something really crass, but apparently no. Yeah, it, it's it's like kind of um, crass, but it's not like it's not like calling her a c word or it's not. It's like calling her twit or something. Yeah. It seems like yeah, or a, 
but maybe abroad. Um, abroad is probably a okay. good analogy. Gotcha. Um, so then the tree sees another Christmas tree and assumes it's his wife. <laughs> and it's like, Morgan, is that you? And it's like, she didn't get turned into a tree. What are you talking about? You didn't about? do the ceremony, dummy. Oh, you did. <laughs> it's such a scene that only exists if the filmmakers don't care about the movie yeah. at all. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just why would the killer think that the other tree is his wife? Does it think trees are his wives now? Is because it's becoming more like a tree than a killer trapped in a tree. Um, why would it think that? It, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Um, it, and then when it it tips over the tree and it sees it's just a tree, it's like ah, it's so upset. <laughs> it's so mad. I it's in a in a funnier, more disrespectful movie, it would bang yeah. the tree. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like. <laughs> There are things because we're used to Jack Frost. Okay, yeah. so we're thinking this is going to be like Jack Frost because everything is telling us this is Jack Frost with a Christmas right. tree, but they never do any of the fun, silly or or super violent or just like just atrocious things they do in that right. movie. They just don't do it in this movie. And and that's fine. You don't have to go as like over the top, you know horrible as that movie does in some instances but do something mm -hmm. just do anything because this movie does the it doesn't do the opposite it does nothing so like in this scene the tree tries to play silent night on the piano which i'm like this is gonna be funny yeah. like okay every, every time i go this setup is so perfect something funny is about to happen but it never does it's trying to press the keys with its branches but its branches like aren't strong enough to press the keys. Meanwhile, use your crazy roots. I don't. Mean. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> but it would have been funnier if it just used the human hand that we just saw a minute ago in the black glove. Like that would have been the real funny. That would have been the the, the fourth wall breaking bit. Mm -hmm. But of course, they're not clever or funny enough to do that. Um, And then when it's playing the tree, it's doing this very somber like almost like it's having a moment that we're going to get some backstory about why the killer was the way he was. Like maybe it was going to be a, you know, a, a Christmas evil thing where he lost his mind when he saw his dad going down on his mom in a, <laughs> in a Santa outfit. Like, but you never see that. No. It's just this forlorn Christmas tree playing silent night and singing it on the piano. And you're like, okay, here comes the flashback. But it's not. It doesn't come. Mm -mm. It's just a stalking scene. Not stalking, like <laughs> not SDOC. Stalking, like it's stalking uh, uh, Faith. And Faith is hiding under the bed. And it's the tree is is walking through the house slowly going, oh, I'm going to get you. I am. <laughs> and and then and it goes on for a long time. And it plays like the entire rendition of Silent Night. And my whole thought the entire time was, okay, this sucks, obviously, but why is it not Oh Tenenbaum? Why is it yeah. Silent Night? Why is it not a Christmas Christmas song about Christmas tree? Yeah. Um, why it, it's just that's a public domain song. You could right. have easily didn't done that. Yeah, Oh Tenenbaum's been um, around forever, and it's just like it, it yeah. is so infuriating. Like all all yeah. the times you could succeed and you don't. It almost is so bad with the missed opportunities that it's like 
it makes me think that the director is stupid. Like <laughs> it sounds really yeah. harsh, but it's like it, it's either you're either doing this on purpose and trying to make it bad or you're so just bad at what you're doing that you're not even like you might you might just be stupid. Yeah. I, it, you know, it's 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 hard for me to explain how inept the decisions are. Yeah. It, it, it makes me wonder, like, is this director because he seemingly comes out of nowhere to just mm-hmm. direct, produce, do visual effects and, uh, you know, all of these like shit movies, you know? Yeah. Is he doing it in earnest? And like, did he just try to like start a career or is he come, does he come from money and he's, that's what I was going to say. Is he someone's rich kid? Who's just like, fuck it. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I'm going to take advantage of all these things. Now I have, I have all this money. I can just do what I want and um, I want to make films. Mm-hmm. Oh mother, I'm going to make films, aren't I? I'm going to be a great film mm-hmm. director. Here comes Sky Monster. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's all been in literally in the last year and a half. So right. um yeah, I mean this this guy uh, I have not seen any of the other movies, but this movie is just so I don't know how else to describe it, but inept like uncaring completely inept it's 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 bewildering how many just layups are missed mm-hmm. that could have made the movie with no more budget with no more shooting time could have just made it a little bit more enjoyable but it was like they were actively trying to make it not enjoyable yeah um, it, it, and like this is what sets movies like this apart from I'll go I'll go as terrible as to say Suburban Sasquatch. Suburban Sasquatch mm-hmm. is one of the it's one of the most ineptly made films, but it's made yeah. with a care that creates moments. It creates it creates wonderful things, even though it's done wrong. Yeah. You know, it, right. it, you go, oh, yeah, yeah. that's so silly and wonderful. And like, oh, he jumps out and crushes the car with a rock. And it's just like, yeah, that's great. Because he, he had yeah. a wonder about him when he was making this making this film. This film. It was just a desire to make something good, even though there is no ability. To right. Make something good. Right. This film yeah. is they have ability because you can see it in a lot of the lighting setups, like whoever the director of the photography mm-hmm. is on this film, like they have like an ability. They know how to do a lighting setup. It doesn't look yeah. bad. It doesn't look horrible. Yeah. yeah. They know how to do a lighting setup. So that's one thing they can do some semblance of CGI. They can do some semblance of practical effects, but it just really feels mm-hmm. like they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the most disappointing. That's the most infuriating part, I would say, of of the movie. Um, oh, just the just the even the incons- just to continue on this don't give a fuck train. There's I can't remember mm-hmm. if it's during this silent night scene or if it's right before the other girl gets hung by the tree lights. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's just a really terrible editing mistake of it's the tree is standing in kind of a. a a hallway or alcove and you can just tell mm-hmm. like when they say action 
because the tree is standing there, nothing's happening, and then it moves. Uh, I mean, at this point, I was not like I was really struggling to pay attention. Mm -hmm. This is like the tree busting into the bedroom and just shuffling around and saying threats in a Cockney accent for like a long time. But it's it's like, I'm going to find you. And then it comes in, doesn't look at all for them, never uses its weird tentacles. Like the the good part would have been like, oh, the tentacles like peak reaching under the bed or the tentacles reaching in the closet where the other friend was and like almost finding them but no it just walks into the room goes like oh i'm gonna get you and then just turns around and shuffles back out <laughs> um it, it's just so just lazy 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 um so it eventually uh, okay the thing it goes out into the hallway as soon as it leaves the room they're like oh we're free ha <laughs> jumps up uh, but they're not. I mean, it literally the tree walks a half a mile an hour. Like you guys could have guessed it was right out in the hallway. Right. So they go out in the hallway and the tree's like, ah, I'm going to grab you with my lights. And then there's a little bit of a struggle, but not really. And then the tree just CGI's the friend to death. Um, and then faith runs into the woods. Okay. And now we're at the kind of climactic conclusion, which again, get, get ready. Cause it couldn't make less sense. <laughs> Faith and, and is it couldn't be more lazy either. Yeah. Like it is just uh, it is so atrocious. Faith runs into the woods. The tree pursues her into the woods. Um, there's one scene. It's shuffling like an idiot wrapped in fucking a fake bush. And the next cut it's a giant creeping CGI monster tree. <laughs> like, and it's like, those are supposed to be the same things. And it's like the juxtaposition is, is entertaining. Um, and it's like lurking and it's got totally different colored lights and it's 18 times the size. Like, it's just such, it's so lazy that it is kind of entertaining. So like now I'm paying attention again, at least. Um, and the tree here, <laughs> confusing, what the tree is and its relationship with being a tree versus a killer who just got turned into a tree <laughs> because it's like you're you're gonna hide in the woods eh? i was born in oh. the woods molded from this very soil and you're like nah yeah it, it, <laughs> you're getty lee bassist and singer of british rock rock band rush <laughs> how you're not a tree you're a killer who just was a tree and this, just became a tree this, and it's literally the same fucking dialogue from the dark knight uh returns or rises or whatever it's the speech bane gives mm. the batman about darkness oh god he's like i was born in darkness molded by it you know, it's this, it's the exact same dialogue, but he's like, I'm a tree and I was molded by the woods and I'm from the woods and I'll get you, Batman. <laughs> well, this is the thing like this, this director, like clearly has never seen a horror movie before. Like he just he, he has no idea of what the genre is about at all. And he probably like three years ago when he was 16 was like watched Batman and was like, oh, I want to be a. I want to make a Batman movie yeah. and his rich parents were like, yeah, go ahead, go make a Batman movie. <laughs> um, and then, and then he was like, well, then some, you know, studio guy was like, uh, uh, just make dumb horror movies. Like they, they'll sell, you know, that's what sells right, right now. And then that's what he's done. Yeah. That's his life now. Somebody, somebody told um, him, you know, Hey, the way to break in the film is you do horror films first. And like he, he does so many things that are just biting off of, pre-established like public domain ip 
because yeah, one yeah. of the first films he produced in 2021 was The Legend of Jack and Jill. And then oh, yeah. Curse of Bloody Mary, H.P. Lovecraft's Monster Portal, Wrath of Van Helsing. So it's just taking these known entities and just making fucking garbage with it. And like, because mm-hmm. it's a known name, you you maybe click yeah. on it more than Monster NATO. <laughs> Well, the only reason this movie is probably on Tubi and the only reason that we know who this guy is even a little bit is because he made a trailer for that Winnie the Pooh movie. And we were like, you guys are making a Winnie the Pooh horror mm-hmm. movie. That's wild. And then that was the his whole right. career is really that. And I'm sorry, I'm being very, very harsh on this guy, but it, he just is such an inept filmmaker. I've only watched one movie and I never want to watch another one. <laughs> um, I've seen two now. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, better than me. The um the tree ties her to a tree uh feels not redundant mm-hmm. but it does with garland uh in a way that her arms aren't even tied so you could she could very easily get out and she does by the way um and it's suggested for a brief moment that the tree is going to sexually assault mm-hmm. her um it's very clearly like this tree is is gonna try to rape her um but then she like punches it or something or does she grab something in her pocket? It was hard. I rewound it twice. I still don't know. What it was happened. so hard to tell. I thought she grabbed a rock and hit him with it or like an acorn seed. I don't know. But he just got shot with a tactical shotgun and was like, oh, I'm bulletproof. Yeah. And then she just like punches him or hits him in the head with something enough to knock him backwards as a tree. Um, so bad job, guys. But um, then. Guys, here's where it takes a little bit of a turn. Faith's parents, which you kind of could have expect Faith's parents were going to show up at one point. I mean, he even says at some point when they're in the house, they're still here. Oi, I can feel their spirits are here. Or some bullshit throw you think is a throwaway line, but it's obviously like you can tell he wouldn't have said that. He wouldn't have said something different than, Oi, I'm about to get you if it didn't mean something. <laughs> so he just said that a minute ago. So you know Faith's parents are going to come back. Faith's parents do show up. But they are a tree. And I mean that they there is not two trees that represent her parents. There is they are a tree now and they make one tree and it's supposed to represent both of her parents spirits, apparently. And they I don't know why they make the decision to do one tree. It would have made slightly more sense for it to be two trees that gang up and kill the the, the bad tree. But one tree shows up and then they actually insert a couple of lines to explain why it's only one tree. <laughs> and I don't know why it, the decision is baffling to me. Uh, I don't know if there was a time constraint or what, but they make the parents are a tree. And Faith easily escapes from what she was tied to the tree. Um, and then this uh, dialogue happens um, between the killer tree and the parents tree and they fight kind of for a second, Mm -hmm. but the whole thing lasts seven seconds and is, you can't really see what happens besides imagine two trees, a, a bright white tree and the killer tree kind of jump up in the middle of the forest and bump into each other (laughs) and then land on the ground 
and form a bonfire, a, not an explosion and a fire in the woods, a perfectly formed, constructed bonfire. Yeah. And it's so, to say clunky would be too generous. It is done by an idiot, <laughs> by a lazy idiot who's bad at his job. It's done by somebody with no budget and no care, and it's done by one person who doesn't have somebody above them telling them this looks like dog shit. What are you doing? Cause even, even yeah. in this scene, they have, they have the one white tree that appears and is talking to faith. And it looks, it mm -hmm. looks like a pristine white Christmas tree. You know, it looks very holy and everything. You'll see it in like a lot of waspy homes. Great. When yeah. they cut to the fight scene, it's very obviously the same character model, but one's reskinned because they're, they, the yeah. white tree no longer looks like the same white tree we just saw two seconds ago. It looks like the same big clunky bush that has been throughout the whole movie. And it's just like, ugh, yeah. like, uh, what are we doing? Why are we bothering? <laughs> it, it, this is just like this movie just makes you do that thing that the main character does in dazed and confused where he just like puts his fingers between his, <laughs> like on the bridge of his nose. Like I just, that's what this whole movie yeah. is. It is that gesture. It's, why, why waste the time? Just have the white tree shoot a white light at the fucking shrub in a costume and then have that yeah. catch on fire and then burn to the ground. Just do that. Who gives a shit? <laughs> literally have two people in black body suits hold a tree a dark tree and a light tree and run full speed into each other that would have been way more entertaining it's so it's like it's a it's a unique combination of lazy and stupid yeah. like it just it brings it, it call it calls back to the old you know Fat, dumb, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. <laughs> like from 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 Animal House, because it's like you're so bad at your job, yeah. But to to also be so inept and dumb, it's just it's a unique combination. And maybe it'll age in a way that's funny. Mm -hmm. Like I could see that because I'm sure when somebody, some people who watched, like really really stupid movies like i think of the movie um because jack frost isn't a good example because jack frost actually tries really hard and it, do, it does right? a lot of and, good things and, and it's it, funny it it does a lot of really good things but i i think about something like um uh uh, uh killer bed the bed that eats or whatever what the hell's the name of that movie you know what yeah I'm talking about? It, it, i think it's just like deathbed isn't it deathbed not killer bed deathbed colon the bed that eats that movie is kind of this but back then yeah. right um there's no cgi but you just have somebody on a bed and then the person sinks into the bed and then they do like a a, 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 a they dub over a sound of the bed just going like nom, 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 and just chew it yeah. right and back then people undoubtedly watched that and were like fuck you you pieces of shit <laughs> you lazy assholes um and i hope that 30 years from now, if this movie still exists and the, and the earth still exists, they will go, oh, this is it's funny that this is that bad. And maybe CGI will develop to a point where the ineptitude is funny. But right now it's not. Right. 
It's just not. Yeah. We don't have the we don't have the frame of reference for this to be funny now. It just seems horrible. Yeah, I, I think um, it's also there's just a cynicalness to us, probably. But yeah, you know, I think that cynicalness is a reflection of the way these films get made. Because even as mm-hmm. we're speaking, that director has all like he put out that Winnie the Pooh movie. He already directed another movie before doing Blood and Honey. So he directed two movies in mm-hmm. 2023. Like it, 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 there's just such a, a factory uh, type of just cranking out shit without giving care to it. Whereas yeah. if you look yeah. at other other small budget indie filmmakers who care it'll take them two to three years to put a movie out you know Mm -hmm. because they're trying to gather resources and gather the right story and then they'll wind up pushing you know the effects back and they'll come back and finish the film six months later you know (laughs) just like Mm -hmm. but they care they they want to get the story they want to tell out. This is just cynically again, just slapping something together to trick you on Tubi or Redbox. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the thing. It is the equivalent of like a tourist trap mm-hmm. type of not, not the, movie. the movie. I love it. <laughs> it is the equivalent of like a tourist trap in real life, where it's just like, oh, there's some signs that make this sound good, and then you get there, and it's just and it's fucking yeah. Come blows. come it's see the so secret of the Anunnaki, and then you get in there, and it's like a fucking dirt mound, and you know a weird. You know, rock somebody found <laughs> and they just want to sell you dr yeah. pepper yeah um but uh so anyway the end here faith sits by the bonfire that was created when the trees exploded together and she's sad even though she her life was just saved and and her her parents spirit came and and saved her did she think her parents were still alive for a moment? Like, why is she sad? It doesn't make sense for her to be sad. She should be happy or at least relieved or something. But her 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 feelings don't make sense here. Um, and then and then Cindy, the, the sex worker friend who was just killed, shows up and it's Dawn. And none of the, that happened. The ultimate sin that doesn't surprise me because they don't care about this movie or the audience. And, and the whole second and third parts of this movie were a slap in the face to the audience. So why not just really hammer home at the end? None of this happened. It was all apparently faiths like just hallucinating in the woods and they were looking for her all, all night. Where have you been? But the friend kind of seems to, know that faith has been going like experience some weird stuff like the i guess i don't know how to describe it the suggestion is that the friend knows that faith has been through some stuff that night and like was hallucinating or something but there's no reason she should know it and she's just like oh like she might as well have said she doesn't come out and say this but this is kind of how it read to me is she goes up and goes hey faith oh none of that happened Oh, <laughs> we've been looking for you all night. Remember, yeah. you don't remember. Uh, you know, it's just it's she's like talking to the audience, not to fail. Yeah. It, it's it's um, so baffling. And also, this is a part where like the audio is so hard to hear. I didn't actually hear it and I didn't care to hear it. 
I was just yeah. like, yeah, whatever. It, yeah. It's, it was all a dream. I get it. Move on. What what do you have yeah. for me? Yeah. What what's the what's the end tag yeah. to let us know that oh, but was it a dream? What's the end tag there? Yeah. You knew that was coming. Yeah. And and you do. And it's 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 just as bad as you expect it to be. All the friends who were killed earlier, who we didn't care about one of them. We literally didn't give a fuck about one of them. They kind of do this triumphant, we're, we're, we're alive, but none of that ever happened. So why should we feel any type of satisfaction about being alive? Walking out of the house, all the friends turn around and are like, I can't wait to be done with this house. And it's like, you didn't go through anything. You just had a party yeah. last night. You chose to have a party at this house. Why do you want rid of this house? I, none of it makes sense. Um and it's just like the movie didn't happen, but they, it, but they're reacting like they went through a harrowing experience right. there, but they didn't. They didn't. Um, and Faith thanks her mom for saving her, even though that didn't happen. Right. Yeah. None of it happened. Like, what are you? What are you thankful and, for? <laughs> for the thing she didn't do in your hallucination. And then there's a, then they pan around and there's a giant, I mean, a huge old pine tree in the front yard and they CGI eyes on it. And then a bunch of tentacles come out and then the credits roll. Yep. It's <sighs> so bad and I hate it. And the more I realize this and like, I, I, it just like when the movie ended, I was just like, uh, I was just an exhale. Yeah. It's just so. It was not only was this movie bad, it was demoralizing. It, is. it really is. Like I made me hate movies for a quick second. <laughs> like, I started out by saying like, oh, this director, he's done some other things like oh, I haven't really seen them. This was bad, but maybe he'll do other things. And as we've unpacked this movie, I now can say with 100 percent confidence that reese frake waterfield you can go fuck yourself <laughs> like i feel very strongly that i dislike you as a person it's like that's where i'm yeah, at right now it, it's just something about his fucking face is bugging me his stupid smug little fucking face and i want to punch his little gorpy face yeah. that's how much i hated your movie reese you piece of shit <laughs> It just, it, 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 I have just never had as a visceral reaction to just hating a filmmaker before. Yeah, I, I think, and this is one of those things, like I said, I have had two of these films in my life now. So it's one of those, mm -hmm. you fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, not going to get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go get fooled again. Don't get fooled again. <laughs> but like. Like, it's a confirmation for me now that, like, this guy is just bad and he's an asshole. Yeah. Like, all he all yeah. he wants to do. <laughs> That's the thing. He's bad, but also he's an yeah. asshole. That's what I'm saying. This movie incites viscera towards the filmmaker. I just don't. I can't think of another filmmaker that I've been like. Even when we watched, you know, Halloween Puppy, a.k.a. Great Halloween Puppy Adventure, a.k.a. Secret Puppy, or not Secret Puppy, a Magic Puppy. Ah, Secret Puppy. <laughs> a secret a Puppy. Um, I didn't even feel this way towards that mm -hmm. filmmaker. Like, I was just like, oh, he's so bad. This guy sucks. He's so weird. And he just like is this is just a big scheme to like see a bunch of hunks with no shirts yeah. on. Like, I didn't feel this viscera that I feel 
against this guy. Yeah. So, all right. So, like, the Halloween puppy and all the a talking horse and a talking cat. The, those movies are mm. made in the same vein as this film because it's just the tr- it's just yeah. the trick families. But we know David Takotu can do better because he did Slime Bolarama. He did The Killer Eye. Right. Like, we've seen him do better. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's more or less evil that he <laughs> like this Reese ah, guy just I, might be a total incompetent with money. Whereas David yeah, Dakota is using his powers for evil. <laughs> like you think that. Yeah. Like I should. I guess that's what I'm saying is I don't fully understand why I'm feeling so much just viscera against this guy. Whereas I didn't feel that it, towards David Dakota. And I feel like it's. It has something to do with. I don't know. I I, I, I I find myself trying to come up with ideas and contradicting myself in, in my mind. Mm-hmm. I feel like David Dakotu, the world has been hard to him and he is just hanging on by a thread and trying to figure out what he needs. So like when I see a filmmaker who started out doing some OK things and then it's just have fallen so far. And you just who knows what happened to them. Life has kicked their right. ass. And now they are just like they are they are just sunk into. I feel like here, here's what here's what it comes down to. I think that David Dakotu, in his heart of hearts feels bad. <laughs> and I feel like this guy doesn't. He's remorseless. Yeah. And I think that's what is ultimately distilled down. Why I hate him so much is he's coming into movies doing this. You know what I mean? The world hasn't beat him down. He's like he 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 looks like he's about 17 years old. You know what I mean? He's doing this by choice, whereas David Dakota is needs to to pay for that big, ugly house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like David Dakota is still in both him and Eric Roberts are in like this pact of like, look, we just keep making movies and we'll finance our parlays and whatever other vices we're into. Like they, they just have like certain addictions yeah. they're trying to keep a hold of they're trying to keep us and a lot of debt yeah. probably like a tremendous amount yeah. of debt so they are just in survival right. mode and so they are doing them out of necessity and this I, we're of course making this all up in our heads but that's how i i'm imagining that they are doing it out of necessity and this guy is doing it because he's just an op- opportunistic little fucking yeah. prick like he like if he wasn't doing this he'd be doing crypto scams or he'd be doing multi-level yeah, yeah, marketing yeah. scams. Yeah, I agree. I'm not saying David Dakotu isn't a bad person. <laughs> Undoubtedly, he's probably a, an actual bad person, but he is backed into a corner. Yeah. And this guy is just an opportunistic little snide prick with his eyes too close together. Yeah. He's just British. <laughs> He's just so British. Just so British. His name's so British. Fuck him. Fuck him. Unlikably British. Um, all right. <laughs> You're just painfully British. Oh, guys. Goddamn listen, colonizer. I'm going to reiterate this. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You rat fuck. Just half hour of us just spitting, just fucking insults at him. Um, you little tiny fucking olive pecker British fuck. <laughs> Just 
slowly talking ourselves into hating him more and more. Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> this is by far the most hate we've ever given for a filmmaker. But again, I have no, no uh, uh, remorse for no. it. He deserves every ounce of it. Um, all right. So once again, let me remind you, don't watch this movie. Please don't. Uh, go watch Jack Frost instead. Yeah. It's also free. I'm sure it's on Tubi. There's a hundred other great movies to watch. Don't get suckered into watching The Killing Tree. And also, guys, tell your friends, don't watch The Killing yeah. Tree. <laughs> don't watch Killing Tree. This is the first time I actively want to to make sure no one watches a movie. Yeah. Like, I really don't want this to affect you in the way that it has us. Don't watch Killing Tree. Don't watch Blood and Honey. It's the same. It's the same kind of Mm-mm. empty, like, uh, just ugh. you don't feel yeah. good after watching it. You don't get anything out of it. Mm-hmm. So don't watch Blood and Honey. Yeah. Don't retweet Blood and Honey 2 trailer when it comes out. Don't just like Mm-mm. pretend. Ignore it. Pretend it didn't happen. It's not happening. Yeah. This Reese Frake Weatherbirds or whatever. I forget his name now. <laughs> whatever yeah, his name Waterfield. is. He has a degree in economics. Make him go back to do economics. Make him go into accounting. Don't let him keep making yeah. garbage. <laughs> and don't and don't tell people don't tweet about how much you hate him and how bad it is just ignore yeah. it ignore him and he'll go away yeah. that's what i that's what i would urge everyone to do make here. these movies stop um, <laughs> <laughs> don't reward their bad behavior um all right guys that was uh unfortunately a killing tree from 2022 go watch these movies instead and get ready for our secret satan showdown next week um your boy's gonna be talking about await further instructions from 2018 that might be a piece of shit too might be a masterpiece i have no idea Mm. steve's gonna talk about silent night deadly night 2 that is a piece of shit but very entertaining you're gonna enjoy it you're gonna laugh it's chaotic stupid nonsense it's charming and then our <laughs> it's charming yeah, unlike it this <laughs> right it is charming in 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 the most ass backwards way but and then get ready for our secret satan secret special guest next week which will uh you'll you'll learn on on the the showdown episode next week is going to be defending black christmas from 1974 a really genuinely great horror movie mm-hmm. that you should go watch and if you haven't watched it go do it there is no other horror movie that is as creepy um effective and also gives you genuine christmas feels as black christmas 74 like it is cozy and disturbing and usually christmas horror movies are one or the other and so this is this is a a unique one in that sense so if you're not seeing it it's a great opportunity to check it out and then like i said tune in next week to our showdown secret satan showdown episode uh for our december showdown and uh and we'll talk about all those anything else steve that i might be forgetting no no nothing off the top of my head yeah i think we're all good Mm -hmm. there yeah 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 all right all right thank you uh to all the boys and ghouls out here tuning in listening to this here mini sub once again reese go fuck yourself <laughs> um and for the halloween is forever crew i'm brian and i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you bitch i get you you get you, <laughs> I'll uh, you're get you. i'm a tree i'm a tree i'm a tree right, bye <laughs>